<laughs> yeah, uh, so we'll just start with the rolling start, why not? And welcome to the Pagey Train. Uh, welcome back to another uh, fine episode. Today I have in with me Anisha Thomas. Uh, welcome, Anisha Hi. Thomas. Anisha is a, a film composer and um, just an uh, extraordinary person. Oh, you're too kind. <laughs> too kind. <laughs> um, wow, you are a busy bee. Yeah, I haven't had a holiday in like, I don't even remember it's been years. <laughs> um, I remember when we first met. Um, oh man, now we're gonna. I do remember when we first met, but I. I remember when we first met. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I do. <laughs> uh, it was at the. Was it hangouts? Yeah. It was hangouts. Yeah. Uh, I may have had a few drinks again at that mm-hmm. at that, uh, at that uh, meeting. That's a good place to meet. If you haven't checked it out, check out the uh, Western Sydney Filmmakers Hangout. Uh, we meet at the Park Royal every quarter. Mm-hmm. Is that right? How many have you been to? Um, quite a bit, quite a bit. Um, oh gosh, it's just time just flies. I, I mean, mm. we're forgetting that we're in 2020 at the moment, so. Well, that's what I'm getting to. Yeah. Like, was it 2017 we met or 2018? 2017. Was it 2017? 2017? Yeah, yeah, I think when, um, it started. Yeah, okay, yeah. so a many, a many, um, uh, meet up ago. Yes, many, many. <laughs> I do remember the first ever one, but it wouldn't have been the first one we met up with met i met you it was probably like the third or fourth third or fourth one yeah 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 because yeah, because you've got to work the room a little bit yeah you've got to get around i know and i'm a social butterfly <laughs> actually no it's um, it's actually the opposite someone gets a hold of me and i'm just i end up getting stuck with the person sometimes <laughs> <laughs> um but uh yeah no i remember talking to you about your dreams and aspirations i do remember that conversation yeah uh, I thought when 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 I was talking to you, I thought, wow, what a uh, what a bold what a bold lady. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, the, I think uh, the first sort of project we come across on was Rachel Belmire's film. Yes, the wonderful Rachel. Shout yeah. out to Rachel. Yeah, she's uh, a frequent uh, shouter out E. Yes, yes. where the shouter out is, and she's the shouter out E. That's right. Is that correct? Is yes. There, look that up, Nate. Is there such thing as a shouter out E and a shouter out E? Actually, no. Don't look that up. It's crazy. <laughs> 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 yeah, so it was our curated illusions. Is that right? Yes, yes. So, um, I think on Rachel's podcast, she was mentioning how we actually met. Mm-hmm. Um, but in s- summary of that, you know, we met at the Sydney Film Festival Women's Networking. Literally, it was very romantic. Our eyes met across the room. And, <laughs> you know, I was just like, "Oh wow, hi." Yeah. Um, and yeah, we just got talking um, about her project, mm-hmm. and less than twenty-four hours later, I was writing for—I mean, composing for her short film. Yeah, because it's one of those meetings that you go to, and you talk to someone. You go, you got to talk to this person, and you talk to this person. So you try to get people to mingle. Yeah. Same sort of thing we do at Made in the West. And yes. Fought, yeah, of course. It's forced networking. Yeah, I know, I know. Um, but you know, <laughs> when you meet certain people, you just. You just gravitate to them, and mm. this was just an amazing creative um, collaboration that we have. And she's also an amazing friend too. So, mm. um, yeah, it was incredible. Twenty-four hours later, um, well, less than twenty-four hours later, I was writing for her short, f- um, composing for a short film, mm. and yeah, the rest is history. Yeah, because then you started with uh, curated illusions, and then I think you've done a few since then, like three feet deep for yes. her, and you've yep. done. They're listening. They're listening. Yes. But you, I, I was uh, um, doing a bit of Facebook stalking today, mm-hmm. and I found you're doing something on Channel Thirty One Melbourne. Yeah, so um, that was with um, New Productions and Elisa Cristalo. So I don't know whether you've had Elisa yet on the show. No, she's on. Uh, she's on the uh, hit list. Yeah, definitely. It's so worth having her. She's mm. she's great. Um, so I did their. Uh, um, music for the TV web series Welcome to the Family, which is about an Italian girl mm. and her Italian family. Yeah, so uh, the, um, your music is going out on the air. Yeah. And uh, travelling around Australia because you know that the stations usually do content sharing, right? Mm hmm. So, like Channel 31, we go, I've got the show. And then they might show it in Brisbane. They might show it in Adelaide. Yeah. yeah. WA. So, yeah. unfortunately, not Sydney. We don't have a community TV anymore. I know. Which is it's sad. It's sad. Yeah. Yeah. yeah uh, so every couple of shows, this comes up. Uh, I always mourn TVS, but, you know, <laughs> it was uh, good times. But it was um, it sort of inspired a lot of our community as well. Mm. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, so uh, uh, getting out there on the air must be exciting. It is. It is. Um, I've also been pretty lucky to have some. Uh, some 
interest overseas as well. So um, I've been traveling back and forth between Sydney and LA. So mm-hmm. working on some projects over in the US. Oh, wow. Um, Can you tell us about any Yeah, so I did there? a um, docuseries um, over there. Well, I was working here. Mm-hmm. Um, so I did a docuseries um, with um, a girl that interviews people that does good deeds um, and, you know, their service to the community. Mm-hmm. Um, and, yeah, it was a really interesting project that I worked on with her. And then there's a few other projects that... I've been scheduled to do another one is a web series and then another documentary which is and this is all over in the states yes yes that's all um states based work um okay so yeah that's um what are are the mechanics of that how does that work so you like um you get commissioned from people over there and then you sort of do a briefing online or well these people i actually met in person when i was over in over in the states so Mm -hmm. um you know these are people that i've built relationships with Mm -hmm. over months of time and then you know at least they know i'm a real person so you know after that it's just like you know through correspondence you know i'll I've got this project. Can you write some music for that? Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, that's kind of how it works. Yeah, building relationships. I think it's important. And I think it's also with post-production as well. You don't actually have to live in the city. Mm-hmm. You know, you can have a film shot in Sydney and, you know, have it, you know, po- like edited and um, mixed over in WA. Mm-hmm. You know, so you can. It's it's pretty incredible what technology does. Yeah, um, and it gives a, us yeah. more opportunities as well. You know, to more work. Access. Yeah, with yeah. other people too. Yeah, I, found, I find that across um, uh, you know, different fields that I'm involved in. You know, whether it's music, film, um, festivals. Um, you know, like even even stuff like Facebook, right? Mm-hmm. See, so in the old days, like um, if you're putting a band up for it, for instance, you'd have to go out put flyers up. Um, hand out leaflets you know it's a physical advertising campaign mm-hmm. not to say that you still don't do things like that but now you can target you know uh, audiences directly or you can target bands directly as well like if you see someone you want to play with you can go hey man do you want to do a show together and normally that would be really difficult to do um, and even from a creative point of view so uh, you know a guitarist can put some material online and then a drummer can then work on that material, record their track, and then, you know, get a vocalist involved. You know, so you can actually build things across the internet. So, yeah. I know there's a bit of a suck eggs example, but... Uh, well, not suck eggs, but suck eggs explanation to it. But uh, it wasn't like that all the time. Right? No, it wasn't. It's definitely become more accessible over the years. So, I think that's great. Mm-hmm. It is. You know, I mean, some people reminisce on the good old days when you know you'd send in a dvd or whatever but Mm. i just love this like you know real time instant you know movement of everything and how quick it is you know so it's very quick yeah yeah quick and accessible uh um, when you do something like um uh, curated illusions so how do you go about a project like that so you you meet a filmmaker what happens after that through my process yeah okay so um you know, the process is different with every... I mean, in my experience, the process is always very different with um, each filmmaker, director, producer. So, um, if I use Rachel for an example, um, you know, I think, um, you know, working with her, um, she's very organised. Mm-hmm. So, you know, she has a very clear vision of what she wants. And, you know, it's great to work with someone like that because you're not kind of like beating around the bush and, Mm -hmm. you know, you're not hearing the ums and ahs, whereas she's just like, you know, I have this vision, I want the music to sound like this, Mm -hmm. you know, briefs, reference tracks, all that stuff, and tells me, you know, here, there, but is at the same time extremely open to any advice that, you know, I have. So that's just a dream to work with. Mm -hmm. Um, So, I mean, if we talk about um, Three Feet Deep, because that was a big thing in terms of music, you know, Mm -hmm. music was a big part of the storytelling. So I'll talk to you about that process. Um, You know, that was a back-to-back score, you know, no breaks. Like, the music was just throughout the whole entire film. So, um, Mm -hmm. you know, it was a process of, you know, referring to the reference tracks just to see the sound, because she's... um, she had a very particular vision of what she was after for each scene, each shot, you know. I want the audience to feel like this here and this over there. So, um, you know, 
composing it, it was, um, you know, I received the edit and then after that I literally, I'm talking technically, put it into my um, Mm -hmm. um, software and, you know, pick out instruments, sounds, come up with a mock-up, you know, she'll either be yay or... Uh, which is fine, you know, then Mm -hmm. you just rewrite it again and, um, you know, till you get something that you're happy with and Mm then um, going through that process for each track and then um, after that, I think with Three Feet Deep, it kind of just came together quite um, seamlessly. Yeah, Yeah. very seamlessly. I mean, because I'd worked with her for Curated Illusions, I kind of was like, okay, you know, this is what you want. You know, when you say more, I'm just going to add you know, 20 instruments instead of five instruments, Okay. you know? So, you know, it's funny cause I sent her an image off my, um, session and she was just like, Whoa, I didn't know there was that many instruments in there. And mm-hmm. I was like, I told you, you know, when you said five, it's usually like 10, mm-hmm. you know? So it's, I think as well as a composer, you have to, um, really just get that dialogue with the director, you know, just really listen to them and, um, you know, they may suggest certain things with the music and, you know, that's great. You've got to take that on board, but then interpret it in a musical way. Mm-hmm. So, you know, here she might say, I want some silence, but in silence, you know, it might not work theoretically in the music so what you can do is okay what she's you know i'm just using anyone as an example what they mean could be just you want that break so in order to get that you think of a way to do that musically like Mm -hmm. so for example you know um just a little bit of echo you know so or you know if they say they want more you know you add more instruments and you make it faster or something like that they might not direct you to do it faster or whatever but you as a composer are interpreting their um their vision in a musical way yeah okay so essentially you're you're kind of translating exactly they're speaking in an image in in an emotional sense and then you need to bring that into uh, uh, um, a musical jargon sense where you go right exactly i'm gonna add these layers to this to have this effect yes um well it's it's nice when you have a a director that gives you an emotional roadmap yes and that's really amazing with rachel because she will always give you you know a really clear idea mm-hmm. vision you know whatever you need she's just like yeah you know all, all directors like that um no <laughs> <laughs> um yeah look it can be hard sometimes because i think you know with composing and music it is its, its own form of um storytelling mm-hmm. so you know a story can be told thousands of ways mm-hmm. likewise music can be written many different ways of course it has to be like that i mean anyone that says that music can't be written thousands of ways i don't know what you're listening to Mm. or you know because i've had people say that's not true but i 100 percent believe music can be written in millions of ways Mm -hmm. and if you don't think so you're not thinking outside the box obviously Mm. um so yeah i strongly believe you know music um can be interpreted many different ways and when that's put with a story you know you're you're working from a blank canvas, really. So um, it's that's why it's good to get the dialogue going. And, you know, if a director has a very strong, clear vision, you know, yeah. then it, it's about just trying to basically just get it out of them. Yeah. So, um, you know, I think it's just going in, not expecting, you know, your first track to be, like, the one that you want, but just giving something to work from and you know just bringing the best out of you know the story the music and that works through just communication it's like dating it really is yeah yeah you you build like this like relate like this it almost feels like it's dating when you're working with yeah, the yeah I've, I've, I've always said that um uh, with uh different uh people you work with and collaborate with like cinematographers as a director you've got to fall in love with your cinematographer it's yeah. got it's it's a it's it's a it's the it, yeah. same for music like you know even all the directors well i should say 90 percent of the directors i've worked with um yeah like i've felt um that i've built like this strong relationship with and Mm -hmm. it's great because um with that relationship we can put that towards other projects and it's great when they come to me with another um 
film or another you know tv series or whatever like you have that relationship already there established so you know the next project's always even more seamless and you understand what they're after and yeah you know, yeah, to yeah get you, the best and you break down those result. language barriers exactly. as well when you work with people over again because you usually work with people you work with before yeah um i think most of the projects yeah, um, more than half. More than half of the projects I've done, um, I've always gotten a composer. And a lot of people back in the day, like that's about 10 years ago when I started doing that. And uh, people that were other filmmakers around me were like, why don't just use, you know, music off the internet, man? You're like, but dude, I need, I need it scored. You know, don't you see the power of scoring your film where you can, yeah. you can invoke, you can, uh, it, basically it's like putting a turbocharger on your, on your shots. You're like, this shot is lifted, you know, the emotion is here, but I can lift it with music. Exactly. It's all part of the storytelling. Or like, pull it down. Yeah. You, you know, you can go the other direction as well. I want to make this really bleak and, and morbid and you can do that with music. Yeah. It enhances your images. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I've always said as well, um, when you cut images, you cut them rhythmically. Mm-hmm. And when they're cut rhythmically, the better the better rhythm that an edit has, surely it would be easier to write to as well. Oh, it definitely, definitely. So, um, you know, especially if you want the music to kind of emphasise those cuts and those shots, you know, um, when it's been cut rhythmically, you know, then you can... It just makes the music flow with that a little bit more seamlessly and just yeah. makes our job a bit easier because... yeah. Yeah. Because <laughs> the scoring always comes after. Like, um... So with that, it does, but off late, there's been this trend where composers are now being called very early on in the process, and I'll explain why. Okay. Because um, traditionally, yes, um, and I believe... you don't know what you're going to get until you've shot it. That's well, true. You've got a plan, but that doesn't mean it's all going to come together like that. So. That's true. That's true. So there are certain films that I do believe need to be scored after it's been edited and just put into picture lock. But mm-hmm. um, there have been some films. Um, probably the most famous one is actually The Joker. Mm-hmm. That was scored. Bef- um, parts of it was scored before it was actually shot. Yeah, wow. Yeah. Well, would the intent then be to cut... It would have to be to cut to the music. Yes, yes. So, again, it depends on the relationship the director has, not only with the composer, but the importance they put on the music. So, Mm. um, in fact, they're listening. I actually did that without... Okay, so it was cut too. Yeah, yeah. Well, well, uh, yeah, well, I I guess I'd channel um, uh, Tarantino. Um, He's someone that will pick a song and then write a scene to the song and then it's, and shoot it and edit now. it to the song. Yeah. yeah. So, again, because, as I was saying before, um, music is so important to the storytelling, a lot of directors um, are often basing their stories on a piece of music, you mm. know, shooting around a piece of music. So, mm. um, it's not uncommon these days to... It's not uncommon for a director to call you in and be like, "Hey, look, I have this idea. Uh, you know, idea. You mm. know, do you want to come on board?" And yeah, so um, it's that itself is a very interesting process too. Mm. But it is possible um, in the case of it okay. not being the best thing, as in having the music um, when the music should be there after the edit has happened and everything's yeah you, it's a yeah got to do it deliberately yeah see that you can't just go well, i'm going to get a composer and get this and exactly not do it there has to be an intention yeah, so yeah. um you know especially if something's very sort of timing based mm-hmm. you know on a logistic um in a, on, on the logistics it's easier to score for something obviously mm-hmm. if you want you know certain hits and the music to come in time with um the edit because mm-hmm. then otherwise you have to go back and then yeah, fix then it up it. again and yeah, tweak yeah. it again. And there's no point in that, especially if the yeah, edit yeah, yeah. is... That's um, a frustrating process. It is so frustrating. It is yeah. absolutely frustrating. Possible, but a frustrating process because yeah. then you have a flow and then you've gone that flow and now you've got to... Because by changing that flow, it might affect what's in front of it. Or exactly. It. Exactly. Yeah, so, um, again, it just depends on the project. The mm-hmm. re- it Also, I think the strongest thing about that is... Um, the director, any filmmaker has to really just think about music mm. from the get-go. Yeah. You just have to think about it and plan ahead for it. So yeah, decide it's not do. meant to be an afterthought. And you can tell when films 
um, are made and music is an afterthought. Like, you can just tell. Mm. So... Well, you have a website, yeah? Yes. So, if someone wants to uh, get music made for their film, can they just contact you at your website? Oh, or? I'm pretty accessible. I'm all over the internet. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm on all the platforms. Who isn't on all the platforms? I know, right? I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> not on Vimeo. And I'm, I, my Instagram sucks. <laughs> oh, gosh. Yes. Yeah. It's terrible. <laughs> I don't know how you all do it. got so much time. People go, Ross, you're a busy guy. How do you, how do you fit it all in? I don't know, because I don't know all the social media. <laughs> so much work. Uh, no, but can you, you, can, you can find you on Facebook. Yeah, everywhere. And Google Anisha Thomas. You should yeah. find, be able to find me. So, there you go, kids. Um, yeah. If you need your film scored, <laughs> check out Anisha. <laughs> um, yeah, no, I, I think it's really important uh, to get a composer for your film. Definitely. Uh, or if it's, of course, if it's necessary. There's films out there that are, uh, totally don't have a soundscape of, of that nature. Mm. But speaking of which, we actually shared a soundscape in a film. Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, three feet deep. Because I, cause I built the... Um, I, I did all the foley for that. Yes, you did. And I did uh, the ADR. Yes, you did. Yeah, so we actually shared a soundscape. I know, I know. We have... We've indirectly worked together. Yeah, we have. We have. Because um, I remember at the time I was scoring, mm. you know, Rachel was working with you on, you know, the adr foley mix mixing yeah yeah so i i I did a mix i didn't do a master for her though so Mm -hmm. i said look i'm not mastering it for you you need to get someone to master it yeah but i gave her all the tracks for it go Mm -hmm. here's all you you can pull this up pull that down do what you like yeah she had had a full editable 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 (laughs) she could edit that uh that project no worries as far as the soundscape goes so you know talking about the soundscape for three feet deep Mm. you know it was extremely important i mean Mm. You know, not only just the music, but the sound as well, you know, really um, played an important part. Yeah, well, I think sound does. It does. Um, it fills this frequency that people don't think about. Exactly. Think it's about just it. such a subconscious part of your brain that's, mm. you know... Well, we can tell the, the sound of something, how far away it is. Yeah. And generally, you hear things before you see them. Mm-hmm. Like, you'll be like, what was that over there? You'll always hear something before you see it. Um, and the irony is that sound travels slower than light, but we're dealing with a, um, a business that is focused on light, but mm-hmm. it has a hidden frequency, and that, that frequency is sound. Yeah. Um, diegetic and non-diegetic sounds. Yeah. Um, and I'm really big on that, actually. I love doing that. I love messing with diegetics, like um, transferring sounds between, you know, the air quotation, you know, God sounds in a film to the actual sounds in a film. Yeah. You know, when someone, like, gets out of a car... And the music follows the person. Like mm-hmm. the car, the radio was on in the car, but yeah. now the music's following them. So you're yeah. breaking those laws of physics. Yeah, I like doing things like that. Yeah. Oh yeah. Well, you know, I think the thing with sound is that people can forgive bad visuals, but bad sound. You know, you always wonder, okay, what was wrong with that film? What was wrong with it? Mm. It's the sound. It's probably it's the sound. The subconscious part of your brain that really is telling you about that sound. Yeah, you'll yeah. notice that it's something wrong with it. Yeah. You know, a, a good example is um, um, lips that are out of sync. Oh, gosh. You know what I mean? That's, yeah, yeah. that's an example of sound having a poor effect on a mm. film. If the, if the, even if the sync is out, like people will be like, oh, man, this is hard to watch. Mm-hmm. And, then, you know, that's at one extreme. And pull it back from another extreme and... Damn, I just this is all changed on me. <laughs> Think about it. This side? No, no, no. This side? It likes this side. There we go. What's going on? <laughs> uh, I think I might need to buy some new mics, mate. Hey. Oh, look, I like this scene. Yeah, so that's me drinking. Because <laughs> I did the... I went up to, you know, the... <laughs> I did, I did the, even did the breath for him. I uh, know. Yeah, that's the... I don't know. Is there, like, when I do Foley, there's this element of me... Um, acting out what the actors are doing. Yeah. So you're kind of reacting the film in a way, mm-hmm. but in a different uh, frequency. Yeah. You're doing it, um, yeah, as as just the soundscape. Is there? Do you have an element of that when you're doing the sound? Like, are you like, you know, especially when you do the, obviously the composition after the film? Mm-hmm. Are you sort of reacting in that way? Like, you know what I mean? Like you're acting out in that film, but in the sound. Oh well, I think I. On a similar um, tangent, it's interesting because when you're scoring for a film, um, I suppose instead of sort of acting out, but saying Mm. that though, um, I do remember scripts. 
Yeah. Eventually, like um, I'm um, <laughs> I'm scoring at the moment f- um for you've had Andreas on the show, haven't you? Yeah. So you're doing bad influence. I'm doing bad influence. Yeah. And I, I swear, I I remember half the script already. Like I can quote scenes. Yeah. Just because you're listening to it all the time, mm-hmm. and you kind of um, and I think for me, I tend to really feel for the characters Mm. i start to empathize or you know i just get angry with you know certain characters so um you know i find you know yeah do you tap into that i definitely do and i think that also helps me um with my composing yeah yeah because in itself it's a performance exactly and you're you're sort of referencing this other performance exactly you know um i just i find that i when I notice those things in myself when I'm doing them, I go, that's bizarre. Like, yeah. uh, he picked that jacket up off the off the couch and I did it exactly the same way, just with a better microphone. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. So, um... Speaking of better mics, this is sounding a lot better. <laughs> um, <laughs> it was, uh... It was in for three feet deep, though. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember having nightmares of, uh, being buried. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah, being drawn... Yeah, getting drawn into your work like that. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, like, um, I just would have nightmares of, uh, you know, the two characters, you know. I would just see their faces all the time because, Mm. you know, when you're, like, especially when you're working with an edit, you're constantly re-watching, re-watching slow motion, you know, Mm. you know, finding um, points where you can, you know, a note in or a beat yeah, in. Yeah, oh, keyframes. You're like, yes. yeah, there's a signature yes. frame there. I yes. need that frame there. I need as to a put reference. something there, you know. Yeah. All this person's facial expressions are changing, you know. Mm-hmm. I'm going to add some strings here, you know. You're constantly... Your eyes just get really tired too. Mm. You, you suffer eye fatigue and ear fatigue after a while. But, mm-hmm. um, you know, it's natural for you to kind of become involved with the characters. Mm-hmm. You know, and then it's really weird at premieres because then when I see them, I'm like, oh, my gosh. I've been watching hours of you. I know every wrinkle yeah. on your face. <laughs> yeah, well, you, you do go to a lot of film festivals. So, you, you know, recently you've done, like, because uh, you've been to Sydney Film Festival, Cause Film Festival, Made mm-hmm. in the West, obviously, um, SF3. Like, yeah, you, you're seeing your work in a lot of places. And, Reese, I don't know whether you've seen... Um, or but hearing, I should say. <laughs> hearing your work in a lot of places. Um, but our film has actually been... Um, is going to be shown at Manchester Liftoff Film yeah. Festival. Yeah, so this is another one I've ticked yeah. like on. Woo-hoo! Great. Yes, yes. So, like, high five <laughs> high for five. us. Yeah. <laughs> Hope he wins the sound award and best composer. I, I know, mean, right? <laughs> that'd be great. <laughs> I'll, I'll, go, I'll go to England for that. <laughs> oh, yes, yes. Maybe I... No, no, don't quote me to that. Rachel, if, you, if you're in this. Maybe I will, maybe I won't. Uh, yeah, no, that's fantastic news that um, we get to do things like that. Um, but, yeah, uh, I think that's the same thing that an editor suffers. Like, when I write a film, because some, you know, some of them I've written, directed, edited, mm-hmm. and done the folio on. So, <laughs> yeah, that's, yeah. You write it, you've, you've, you know, you've constructed it, you've storyboarded it, you've shot-listed it, you've shot it. No, you've rehearsed it. I know. Then you've shot it. Then you've edited it. Yeah. And when you're editing it, it's repetitive work. Yeah. So, by the time it gets to a screen, I've watched it hundreds of times. Yeah. Easily. And then I've I realised that there's... I, that I've, got to, I, I've got to check this about myself, you know. When I have... I've had my content on screens and, like, been too distracted to watch it. Because, like, I've seen this so many times. <laughs> but you're on, like... You know, especially at, like, event cinema, you know, you're like... I've got you got your stuff on like a four story screen. You're like, oh, I'm just gonna go queue for a beer. Actually, I'm really <laughs> exhausted. <laughs> <laughs> so I think yeah, you've got to stop and smell the roses. Even though we've watched it so many times, I think I you know we've got to um, pick ourselves up and go. No, this is our moment, man. We're on the red carpet. Got our moment. Have your moment. I know because it's kind of easy to get distracted. Mm. You know when you've got so much going on and. Just taking it, you know, that moment to really just celebrate, you mm. know, how far you've come. Yeah. Um, so, you know, I try and do that even for myself, just in terms of my career. Just take a moment to be like, here, yeah, celebrate your wins. Yeah. Because we work really hard. Yeah. Yeah. Just, a, lot of, a lot of hard work out there, man. Yeah. The, the Made in the West uh, Best Original Score, it's in my room, you know, yeah, yeah. just there. And, you know, if I'm having a hard day, I just look at that. I'm like, no, I've got this. Yeah. I've got this. Yeah. Yeah, you got that for three feet deep, yeah? Yes, I did. Yeah. Yeah. Ah. 
Yeah, well done. Congratulations Thank once again. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, back to bad influence. So, yeah. uh, Andreas Tomas. Um, Tomas, yeah. Tomas. Um, big shout out, buddy. Uh, hey, I've Andres. got you coming up on the show, actually. I've got him coming up on the show again in a couple of weeks. Oh, you having him again? Yeah, I get, I get people back. Always get him back. Why not? I'll keep you to that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, it's great. I'm it's doing this release, and I need you to do this episode for me, Ross. Not a problem. Anytime, anyone out there, if you if you if you got something to promote, let me know. I can make it happen. Awesome. Yeah, yeah. I've always got time. Yeah, I actually have no time, but I'll make time. <laughs> That's why we love you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I do okay. We do okay. Um, but yeah, so uh, bad influence. So if, you, if you're obviously finished the composition, I'm still working on it right now. Oh, you're at a deadline. Yeah, I know. I am actually on. <laughs> I'm under the pump. You know, yeah. but he's great. Like he. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I think I put more pressure on myself. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, that's been a lot of uh, fun to score. Um, it is an intense film, mm-hmm. um, but it has been a lot of fun to really just, you know, I think I'm trying to get out of my comfort comfort zone too as a composer. You know, mm-hmm. I've been, um, the, our process, because every process is different, you know. Um, it's me really just talking to him about the emotions because, you know, there's obviously a very... Um, strong emotive um, not only just message but he wants the audience to feel something Mm -hmm. so um, and he has that all sort of planned out this um, this emotional journey Yes. Um, so it's just about being able to you know connect with that journey and I mean I do connect with it but I'm trying to now communicate that musically yeah so it's a lot of me just being like right it's, this a, fe- scene, it's a feature as well it's a it big is a job feature. it's it a is. big bloody job so it's me just messaging him just being like hey you know what do you want the audience to feel here i feel a bit of unnervedness so it's like trying <laughs> to connect these emotions that we both have for that and then mm-hmm. um me just throwing ideas like okay so i'm thinking strings i'm thinking this and that and he's like oh yeah i'm thinking the same thing too or oh you know i'm thinking maybe we could do this and um yeah so it's uh it's 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 been a lot of fun yeah um, sounds, I, I sounds like a hoot yeah it is i can feel the pressure though of the deadline yeah. i mean like with any film you know it's oh, you need that pressure I think I think I, I need that, I need that pressure. I, I'm the same. Like you know, I think it's it's nice to have a reasonable deadline. Mm-hmm. So you know, still you know there is a benefit of going away for a little bit and then coming back refreshed after mm-hmm. some sleep. Sleep mm-hmm. sleep's good, important, Ross. <laughs> um, I sleep sometimes. <laughs> sometimes. I do sleep. Like I do. Dead. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I I, I do sleep. Well, look, yeah, for for those that are informed, we're talking off. Uh, off air before about uh, me not sleeping. Uh, I do sleep though. There, there, there's certainly proof of that. Sure. <laughs> no, I'm a busy um, guy. I'm a night owl and a morning person. I, I, yeah, I just don't understand that. <laughs> How can you both? Unless you're us. You got to do the big sleep though. Do the big sleep on the weekend. That's the key. Do the big sleep. Have some fruit regulated caffeine intake because you can go too far on caffeine. That's true. Uh, go too far on alcohol. see me at a deadline because I'm just like three, four coffees. I'm just like... Well, do you drink and work? Do you ever drink and work? Um, well, do, I, do you drink a bit of red wine when you work? I have. Um, and I think... I mean, as long as I don't drink too much because I'll mm. just fall asleep. But um, a little bit actually kind of gives you that little bit of um oomph. yeah sometimes i did you've got to manage the fear sometimes yeah. you're like oh i gotta do this project have a have a little bit of a drink like right let's go yeah because it you relaxes know. you and kind of just helps you really tap into your creative side um a bit of their listening i had a few wines when i did some of the tracks for them yeah, okay i messaged rachel about it i was like you know i've had a few wines but let me know how this sounds and yeah it was fine so. yeah i think sometimes you've got to go into that well personally i have to go into that spectrum i'm not saying guys that you should drink every edit you yes. do or you know drink on set don't drink, drink on responsibly set. drink responsibly yeah drink responsibly respons- they come out right oh, yeah. did that come out right responsibly yeah yeah <laughs> i'm Just drinking responsibly drink responsibly <laughs> when you're working <laughs> yeah uh no, I, I definitely... There's some stuff that I've done that's total rock star, though. When I'm editing, I do this pace back and forth, like... Because um, I edit right there, and I do this pace back and forth, have a drink, edit, you know, you're like, oh, you're four hours in, 
I can be quite animated and intense when I edit. Yeah. (laughs) I love it though. Uh, Especially when I'm doing like, you know, um, really cool things. And um, sometimes you go, I'm a little bit too drunk. You go, I'll have an espresso. Go have an espresso. And then I'm too wired. (laughs) Have another drink. (laughs) Yeah. So sometimes I do go full rock star into doing an edit. I know when I'm writing and I'm on a roll, like, you know, anyone that comes and disturbs me, I'm just like, you know, you know, just like, <laughs> what do you mean, me fuck alone. off? Yeah, just like, you know, <laughs> I think, like, fuck off. Yes. And just like, fuck off. <laughs> I was told not off. to swear too much. I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'm just like, you know, leave me alone. Like, mm. I am just in my element, you mm. know, just, yeah. Yeah, this is my space, yeah. Doing it and, you know, anyone that stirs me that time, I'm just like... Yeah, (laughs) I I can be... Sometimes I can be short during an edit as well, Um, especially when I'm being... I don't like being critiqued immediately after an edit. No, that's fair enough, yeah. Yeah, and when it's immediately after, they're like, all right, fix this, change that, and I'm like, hey, well, 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 um, how about you guys just watch it, give me a paper edit and get back to me in an hour. Because yeah. I've been editing for eight hours and you guys need to chill. The most nerve-wracking. <laughs> <laughs> so, I have a lot of demanding yeah. producers. You're all very demanding. You know who you are. <laughs> Watch out. Um, I think the most nerve-wracking thing for me is like um, waiting for the director to come back and tell me whether they like it or mm-hmm. they hate it. Like, I mean, I can deal with them being like, I like it, but I want, you know, X, Y, and Z changed. Mm-hmm. Um, but when they are just like, oh, you know start again or whatever um you know it, it, it yeah it can be a little crushing yeah it can s- destroy your it's soul destroy, especially if you spent hours on it but i think you get used to it you know working in the industry for a few years you're just like yeah you got to be a bit part of the art you, you got to be a bit battle-hardened you do you, you do, do. you're literally just wearing this armor and going straight into battle but yeah. that waiting for the director to review your music is just like killing mm. like i remember you know waiting especially for three feet deep because i knew how much how important the music was you know waiting for rachel to get back to me you know i was just like you know couldn't sleep yeah yeah i know i was just like so nervous um but yeah it was pretty funny because she thought it was hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> I'm having panic attacks. I'm I not know, sleeping at I'm night. Not sleeping at night? How could you? <laughs> I, I, I feel this sense of impending doom. She's like, oh, "That's hilarious." <laughs> Damn directors. Um, yeah, no, it, I find it um, uh, extremely addictive, though, uh, doing these things. Yeah, I really do. Uh, making music, making sound, making film. Um, doing podcasts. Um, Definitely. Like, yeah. I love it. Like, you know, I just, I love, you know, being able to create, you know, music along amazing film and, mm. you know, just music in general. Um, it's just so much fun and excitement and just soul nourishing. I don't know the words. Yeah. Um, uh, fulfilling. Fulfilling. It's very fulfilling. Just fulfilling. But I did. I must say, you did inspire me when we met. You inspired Aww, me. Thank you. You definitely inspired me. Because um, I, I always hope to inspire people and lift them and, and, and encourage everyone to work together and um, remind the rock stars that they're rock stars. Mm-hmm. Go out there and be one. And uh, yeah, you you're someone that um, broke through to my through my craziness <laughs> of Ross being Ross, and uh, you inspired me. And. Uh, yeah, you're like, I want to go over to LA. I want to be making film. I, I want to be doing co- compositions in LA. I'd love to go to the Academy Awards one day. You know, and these. Best original score. Best original score. I'm like, whoa, that's such a big dream. I'm like, fuck yeah. Why not? I'm working on it. Why not? I'm working on it. Why not have a big, <laughs> big ass dream and go and chase that dream down? And uh, yeah, I was like, yeah, uh, that's that's a really good outlook to have. Totally. Reach for the stars, man. <laughs> yeah, well, you have to. I mean, I just feel like we put on this earth um, for a purpose. And, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, I think especially as a composer or any sort of artist, you know, or a storyteller, like, you know, we shouldn't just, we shouldn't be afraid of, you know, success. And we mm. shouldn't be afraid of, you know, going as far as we can or far as possible. You know, we just do it Mm. do it and yeah 
Well, yeah, just well, push forward. Well, do you, know, do you know my recent dream? Not recent. Well, when do oh, I mean recent? Sure, when, yes. I'm, when I mean recent, I'm like you know, in the last decade. <laughs> That's what <laughs> I mean recent. Um, no, I just, I just, I, I see so much talent in Western Sydney, mm-hmm. and and I just like to see it solidify into the industry that I see that it is. And I think it's, I'm, it's starting to happen. All the people are there, and it's starting to come together. And I just hope that it continues to to uh, solidify and, and crystallise and become more pure in its sense of you know um, all this originality that's coming out of the out of the region. I just really like to see that happen. I like the people to come here to make films, and I'd like people from here to go and make films. You yeah. know, that's that's my dream. Yeah. Yeah. And also, 13 more subscribers would be really cool. So don't forget <laughs> to subscribe. Yes. Um, that's another dream of mine to have enough subscribers so I can open the next level of YouTube, man. Um, I do promise I'll get it out, get us out there on Spotify and iTunes. And uh, yeah, to plug myself, by the way, if you want any sound built for your film, check me out on my website and check out Still Searching Productions on Facebook. I'm easily reachable as well. <laughs> Yeah. We should work together again. Yeah. We should totally do that. Yes. I've got a film project coming up. You want it? Um, you know I'm always in. <laughs> you know I am. Yeah. Yeah. I'm um, hopefully shooting it this year. Yeah. So the script is edited and about to do the shot list. Oh, that's amazing. Got yeah. most of the locations, got most of the actors in mind. Yeah. About to do the audition phase again. So it's been a year since I shot a film. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I know you'll enjoy working with me. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I know. Very confident. Yeah. Oh, I'm confident. We'll have a lot of fun. Yeah, yeah totally. Yeah. Totally. That's what it's about, having some fun. Um, and, um, yeah, just you're not letting, not letting the fear get you down. Sometimes yeah. the fear can get you down. That's yeah. why I think that's why the big dream's important. Exactly. I think fear comes in the way for a lot of people. Um, and it's all it's there in all of us. Mm-hmm. You know, fear is something that's just there existing in everyone and it's pushing past that, mm-hmm. clearing that and replacing it with something um that's more fulfilling and that's something that will benefit you. So mm-hmm. um yeah, you know, I mean, it is a, it's a scary industry. It is really scary. You know, it is scary you know, putting yourself out there, writing this music and hearing people's opinions, you know, mm-hmm. you know, some people love it and, you know, some people hate it and, you know, just being vulnerable and open to that and not, um, and not being afraid of it. And I know this is going to sound cheesy, but you really just shouldn't give up. doesn't matter how hard the going gets, mm. just don't give up because, you know, if you give up, then... That is when you don't make it. Yeah, that's you when you crush. Yeah. 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 You just have to keep moving forward and, you know, it can get hard. You know, it can. Um, there are challenges and, you know, I've faced my fair share of challenges and look, there's always going to be more and more challenges to keep going at, but um, just keep pushing forward. It's why I started my company, Soundhow. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, we're a sound and music production house as well, mm-hmm. um, but... You know, having gone through my struggles as a woman of colour and having to face, you know, sexism, racism, Mm -hmm. I um, saw that we had a problem and I wanted to be able to give other minorities opportunities as well Mm -hmm. and use my um, services as as a composer to be able to contribute directly towards um, causes surrounding underrepresentation. So Mm -hmm. I have um, this initiative called the 5 to 1 Project. So every fifth project I donate to um, a cause um, that is directed towards helping minorities. So last Mm -hmm. time we supported One Girl, which is an organisation that helps um, girls receive education and job opportunity opportunities in mm. Sierra Leone. Okay. Um, and a few other countries. So, um, yeah, you know, it's. I think having gone through that struggle, it's wanted me to push forward to create, keep creating great music, and you know, keep going on further with that. But then mm. also, you know, help people that might not. Get necessarily up. get that help yes and, and provide uh, further access yeah certainly is accessible that's a big theme that keeps coming up yeah. it really does so you can find us google sound how sound hyphen how sound how sound how as in h-o-w yes sound how sound hyphen hyphen how uh, yeah. dot com dot com just dot com just dot com okay <laughs> 
Check out Sound How. Sound dash how. Yes. Underscore. No. Dash. Hyphen. 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 Oh, hyphen. Yes. Oh, that's what. See, I've got a hyphen. The website's right there. There you go. Yeah. Yeah, so I don't, I don't have a hyphen. I have an apostrophe. <laughs> Not that it's in my web address. But I, I always forget it because it's still searching <laughs> productions and I always forget the little apostrophe because oh. you need the searching. Yeah. Who goes, that with a G? Like, there's no G, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, yeah, but um, I, I, I don't know if I explained this before, what still searching means. Like, no, it has a meaning. Okay. Because um, we're searching for the perfect still. We're still searching. Oh. You're looking for that perfect moment. I'm so glad you shared that with me. Ross. Yeah, yeah. That's, we're looking for the perfect photograph, or the perfect moment, yeah. the perfect image. Yeah. And that's why the the um the, the logo for Still Searching is a playhead and a reverse symbol, and they're stuck together, looking for that perfect frame. That's what it means. Oh, you sound incredible. <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty sure it was an accident, but I just made it mean that. But um, <laughs> with that said, <laughs> that's what it currently means, folks. No, it, it, we, we are searching for the perfect still. Our other motto is is really cheesy. You'll like this one. It is uh, changing the world one edit at a time. Oh, I love that. Yeah. I love that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's pretty cheesy. I just remember like, that was back doing, you know, my honours degree going, going to change the world, man. <laughs> I know. And you know what? Just keep doing it. Mm keep changing the world i think through our art we do that um so you just have to keep pushing at it i'm really looking forward to this film that you've got coming yeah up. i've got i've got a few uh i can't go too much into it of i'll talk to you off air obviously course, about yeah. it but um i think you did a really good job with bad influence there by the way because you've got to you can't tell the story <laughs> but you've got to go right this is what i'm doing I was like, I was listening, oh, no, 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 no. Yep, she's good. She's good. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, no, no. I'm, I'm pretty careful with that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. you gotta, you got to be careful with Especially that. Especially because it hasn't been released. Um, That's right. So, I'm just careful. I pretty much say whatever Andreas has said, mm. but word it in my own words. Yeah, word and it. And talk about music because I can't, you know. That's the, you're, the, you're, you're, That's, you're the musician. That's that's my expectise. So, you yeah. know, just be like, oh, yeah, we did this. Well, the that. one I'm doing, like, what I can say is it's a sci-fi. <laughs> It's a science fiction, yeah. and nice. uh, it's a cool story. Um, I've actually I've gone to the point, you know, where you go, oh, I want someone to read this script and tell me the truth, and I've gotten good feedback from it. So I'm going to make it. So it's oh, a seven minute film. Seven minutes. I love sci-fi's and the music. Oh my gosh, yeah. we're going to have so much fun. We're going to be like brainstorming, mood boarding, all this kind of stuff. Yeah, I love those kind of workshops. I'm a big fan of the music mood board. Yeah, that's another one of my other processes that I do is just like right. Let's just talk about the characters, ideas, mm. you know. I'm very... Like, this is a story that's been in my head for a long time. And I get to do it. Mm. And I've figured out a way to do it. Because you, you, when you make a film, right, you've got to make it within your reach, yeah. you know. Like, I've got this other idea about, you know, Earth going to war with Mars in the future. It's a great story. Got no mm. money to make that story. Mm. Um, so, you've got to make things that are obtainable. Yeah. Um, I was talking to Vaughn last week, actually, you know... Um, uh, you know, work in your circle of influence. Hey, did you want more of that? I'm good. You're good? I'm You're definitely going to drive? I have to drive. You're to drive away later? So, yeah. Uh, you could stay for another hour, have half a beer. <laughs> <laughs> no? All right. <laughs> I'll drink your half. Yeah, sure. You go ahead. <laughs> mm. Oh, gosh. I think I just did. <laughs> um, yeah, so what, 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 uh, what were we climbing there? We're going uh, somewhere. Where were we going? We were, you were talking about Vaughn and... Um... Oh, yeah. Working in your circle of influence. Yep. So, work in your circle of influence. Work within things that are obtainable. Have a list of uh, locations that, are, that you can do and have a list of actors that can do it and write exactly. a story that confines within that. Uh, but when you do approach a project, like because you're talking about all these different instruments in uh, a composition, like how much is that digital versus you um, performing? Like, do you do a lot of performance? I'm going to reveal all my secrets. Don't reveal all your secrets. Don't reveal all of them. I'm just curious. No, um, of course. Um, Okay. So, um, look, it just depends basically on the budget. So, if a film has a bigger budget, then you will have enough money to be able to... For me to hire musicians. So, Mm -hmm. I've worked with live musicians in the past. Mm -hmm. um, That's a lot of fun, actually. Um, So, you know, that is a whole different other process of, you know, coming up with scores, so sheet music and, you know, recording and, you know, syncing the live music, the 
sorry, the recorded music with, mm-hmm. um, you know, the picture. Mm-hmm. Um, but in a lot of independent films, um, low budget stuff, um, for the most part, we use a lot of software instruments. Mm-hmm. So a lot of um, sample libraries um, that help me create the sounds that yeah, I. And you do that on the synth. Yes, yeah, so I um I have a DAW, so a digital workstation software. Whoops, sorry. Um, <laughs> That's all right. Yeah, so I everyone does it, <laughs> including myself. I was it was bound to happen at some bound point. To. <laughs> <laughs> um, so you know that's sort of my main sort of workstation that I work from, and then. Um, you know, over the years I've invested and collected like a bunch of music, sorry, um, sound libraries that help me to create the sounds, which I do with a, um, keyboard, Mm -hmm. you know, playing that into the computer, you know, fixing it up, editing, editing it, you know, adding effects. Mm -hmm. Um, what's your, what's your go-to software? Are you a, uh, like a, uh, uh, Pro Tools or your logic, 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 logic 100%. one. Like I find Pro Tools is good for sound mixing. Mm-hmm. Um, some more stuff that you do, like Foley mm-hmm. um, recording. It's great, but I feel for composers, I just love Logic. Yeah, you know, I just love that it's so composer friendly and creative friendly. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, everybody has their own sort of preferred. Um, software but mm-hmm. that's just my go-to um the other popular one is cubase but i've cubase oh man yeah. i've done some work in cubase uh yeah. cubase is your fruity loops entry almost yes. fruity yeah. loops or audacity yeah we use audacity yeah, yeah. I, I mean look there are some composers that swear by it but i, I swear just... by cubase yeah. who swears by cubase oh there are a few um, wow but i love logic um in terms of um yeah, you know, just being able to do what I want. I haven't heard someone using Cubase in years. <laughs> I must, I'm, I'm either really out of it or they are. There are a few people. Um, you know, one famous composer that used Cubase was uh, the composer for uh, Joker, Hilda Goodman. He's Cubase. Yeah, she, used, she, she, she used Sorry. Cubase. No, that's okay. Yeah, well, it's my natural place to go because I'm a dude. <laughs> it's not that I'm living in a, in a patriarchy. No, it's just that I'm a dude. It's all good. No, she uses Cubase wow. and she created an amazing score. So, um, hey, there are still people that use it. I think yeah. there might be some people that might laugh at me for using Logic, but I, I love it. And, hey, look, I've created scores that have done the job. Yeah. So, whatever. Yeah, whatevs. Whatevs. whatevs it's about whatevs. the ideas. It's yeah. about the creative. Yeah, it's, it's just a tool, I guess. It's just a it tool. Because uh, you'd be surprised how many people get carried away with, uh, you know, the technology. Because it is exciting, mm. you know, when you hear... It is moving really quick. Yeah. What you can do. Yeah, and, oh, when you get into, um, like, instrument libraries and sound libraries, like, oh, like, you'd be surprised. Mm-hmm. You know, I was... Um, I've had that question, you know, do I use live instrument to, instruments or, mm. you know, am I... Um, using well, when you're doing keys, it's a live instrument. Yeah. You're doing keys, right? Yeah. Um, oh, well, I'm a piano player, so... So, um, you're doing live in that sense. Yes. But, you know, when you hear the strings and all that, usually it's just me playing... So, it's a, all plugins. Yeah, plugins. Yeah. Because yeah. so I've got um, other um, composer friends uh, that uh, do what you've just talked about, but I've got some that are guitarists and they'll do the guitar lines yes, on the guitar. Yes, you can do that. In fact, there is technology now where you can, like a MIDI guitar, where you, mm. instead of playing it in you, you can, can actually play it as a, guitar. as a guitar for that so that works for guitarists um but you know i'm a pianist so yeah and i've even had guys do um uh digital drums so they'll be doing digital uh drum pads yeah yeah uh yeah. it's it's actually rare these days that i've done like full live recordings like uh it's been doing in, you know been in and out of bands for you know 20 years and uh yeah we there used to be a time where even like there was a rehearsal when to record a rehearsal for instance mm. we would do a tape deck with a you know those little ghetto blasters have a towel over it <laughs> so the drum wouldn't like smash the mic yeah and then you know it was, it was muffled enough so that we can you know do writing along the way yeah and then go all right let's use that idea and then amplify you know work on that um, but then it sort of migrated into midis. Remember, oh, not midis, sorry, mini discs. Yeah. And then, you know, and then it was going to rehearsal studios, doing midi plugins. And then 
doing live recordings and uh, not live recordings but re- um, studio recordings and yeah. uh, a lot of stuff is done now just uh, through software yeah um, yeah um, yeah uh, it just bl- it blows my mind about how much it's changed um, uh, from you know where I've begun doing music to where it is now but then I talked to other guys that do like fruity loops and they do or like I remember operating in audacity because it was creative common open and it was easy to access but then I start doing pro tools I haven't got my head around logic though I'm um, done logic I think you'll be fine with logic um, that's one thing I love about it is it's, it's, it's Apple. pretty accessible is it Apple yes logic's yes, Apple is. yeah yeah so it's pretty accessible. And mm. that's what I love is, you know, just a form of technology that, you know, you learn, but then, you know, now that you've learned it, you can really just focus on the creative side. So mm. that's for me is so important is, you know, people I think often get carried away with, oh, you know, I've got this set up, that set up. I use this library, that library. Why didn't you use this library? But Hey, mm. have you thought about the characters, you know, the emotions, you know, the ideas? Yeah, don't, don't let the technology overtake exactly. the, the creative process. Exactly. Yeah. And, you know, that's one thing for me is, you know, I felt a bit overwhelmed because, you know, people were talking about X, Y and Z, all these different technologies. And, you know, I think I was just like, well, what about the music? You know, where do you get the time to really think about the ideas that you're going to mm. compose, you know? So... Yeah, I mean, that's just how I see it, so... Well, in another nerdy sense, I've built my own sound libraries as well. So, when I've actually made sound for people, I always retain them. I, I always keep them, and I, have, like, I don't even know how much I've done now. It's a lot. Mm. Yeah. You should I, sell that. Yeah, I, should, I probably should. I should start selling it. Um, I do do a lot of it, so it's, a, it's, it's, a, it's an absolute hoot, though. I love building soundscapes. That's actually why I got into filmmaking to begin with, because mm. I was always doing, you know, music, and eventually, you know, I, I, I decided to go get some education, and I was going about it from a sound perspective. I wanted to do Foley, but I found out there's only like three Foley artists in Australia, and they own the Monopoly, and there's no way in. So uh, now I just do Foley as an extra, and uh, I ended up directing films because someone wanted to direct a film and no one put their hand up for it. I'm like, oh, how hard can directing a film be? And then I fell in love with filmmaking. That's that's where that sort of happened. But I got into it with a uh, with a with a, a a direction to do sound. That was mm. what I wanted to do. I wanted to learn more about sound. Yeah. And uh, yeah, uh, but now I've got the spectrum of it. Now just do everything. <laughs> just do absolutely everything except for color grading won't do color grading oh gosh yeah that's uh that's whole nother- mastering and color grading yeah anything to do with those fine touches at the end i'm like no nah, I, yeah. I i just cut raw materials and you need to put that together yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah but do you because you do your um your leveling and whatnot but do do you, mixing mixing okay. sorry no, that's okay. um but do you do the mastering um i think well it's one of those things where in um, in a depending on the project see for example with the MIDI arrangements and all that it's pretty straightforward to kind of get that final product but mm-hmm. if you're getting like you know live instrumentalists to come in and record you know mastering is a specialized yeah, it's a different, different, it ke- is, different kettle of fish. So I can mix to a certain extent, but even then it's nice when you've got that budget, like a lot of that gets put to different people. Mm-hmm. Like even the big Hollywood scores, um, it's not just by, you know, one composer doing everything. Like mm. they usually have teams, you know, someone to write the um, scores out, you know, creating the sheet music, you know, someone to even orchestrate, which personally for me, I know that, I'd want a part in the orchestration. So meaning Mm. like I'd want to have a say with what instruments are playing, but you know, you'd be surprised how much gets kind of redirected to other people Mm. um, in the team. So, I mean, mixing and mastering is something that, you know, especially if you've got like an orchestra, you know, there are people out there that specialize in um, being able to mix and master that for you. Well, I think um, uh, with the two correlations, like uh, I see, um, you know, editing, you can be a good editor, but that doesn't mean you're a color grader. Exactly. You can be a good color grader, but that doesn't mean you're an editor. Exactly. I mean, it's kind of like the same thing even with sound mixing mm-hmm. and sound design as opposed to a composer. See, mm-hmm. music itself is such an involved job. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you're rewriting, recomposing and, you know, just constantly changing ideas, you know, and 
I think because it's so involved, especially with the storytelling, mm-hmm. you know, yeah, I just, yeah, I often get asked to do sound mixes mm-hmm. as well. And I'm just like, no, that's not my job. Yeah, I don't do the, I, I, I build things. I don't do the technical side of it. No, yeah, so I know what you mean. Even. I know yeah. exactly what you mean. Um, yeah, I'm the, I, I build the thing. Mm. I'll just build it. I need someone to like smooth it out for me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I find people that do that, and they're the like, polisher, right? Yeah, just I, I build the furniture. Out. I'll even like paint it. Yeah, but someone needs to to shine it up because I don't do the shine up because it's a totally different craft. Yeah, I think there's a limit to wearing all the hats because you can wear a lot of hats, but there's a limit. Exactly. I, I really, I'm really starting to find that there is limits to how many hats you can wear. Yeah, and there's something you. Because we're in a world where we're no longer specialised, we're becoming, you know, um, you know, we're self-produced in that way where we're our, we're our own factory. You know, yeah. you, we build all these elements and you put them all together. But I think, yeah, there, there certainly comes to a point where you go, you got to draw the line and go. I'm not learning colour grading. It's just a whole, it's a yeah. whole other year of me learning something else, and I'm, I've got to build these other things in the meantime. I, I like, I, I, I get the principles. Like, I know how to make skin tone. I know how to find those things. And I imagine you'd know the principles of mastering. But you yeah. go, yeah, but it's a different game. And especially because you've heard, you know, let's say a piece of music like a zillion times, you know, it sounds in your head one way, but, you know, to other people it's going to sound different. Mm. So having that second opinion to, you know, listen to it and, um, you know, fine-tune it and um, polish it. Yeah, and bring it into balance. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's. I think it's really important. Yeah, I, I, I say this to filmmakers as well. Like, even though sometimes I go out there, write, direct, and edit a film, and sometimes I even shoot the film. Yeah. <laughs> From directing, shooting, and editing, uh, I recommend that you don't do that. Like, mm-hmm. even, sometimes it, the situation calls for it. Like, I don't get me wrong. Corporate productions are different. Like, they're they're pretty part parcel. Yeah. But when I'm I'm talking about, like, fictitious endeavours where Mm. you're making these creative uh, projects, I think sometimes separation is good. It's good to have another editor. Yeah. It's good to have a different director. It's good to have a different shooter because they all bring something to the table. Exactly. And it's all part of their expertise. Mm -hmm. You know, can you imagine, like, shooting, directing, editing, composing? Oh, my goodness. Colour grading, mastering. There is a film out there, actually, that I saw that was actually pretty good that um, literally this guy wrote, direct, edited, composed, shot. He did everything for it. Yeah, yeah, he actually did. Yeah, yeah. It was a John Waters film. Okay. Um, Wow. So, showing at um, Golden Age Cinema. See, that's a morning and night person right there. Yeah, yeah. He's morning, night, afternoon. Afternoon. sleeps at all. Cyborg. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. You must sleep at some time. Yeah. Or hate everybody. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know. I get hungry. <laughs> so do I. Um, you know, but for me, I think, you know, I'm sure you might find this too, you know, mm-hmm. just being able to focus on one um, area, mm-hmm. you know, and also getting second opinions as well, you know, just really transforms the work. Yeah, it allows you to step away and not be precious. Definitely. Yeah, yeah. You know, you be, uh, when you make your babies, sometimes you're a bit precious with them. Yeah, of course. Uh, but as, I, as, the, as the decades rolled on and the next one's rolling up, I've um, realised that I'm becoming ruthless with myself. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, yeah, get rid of all of it, doing it again. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And I think even for myself, you know, I, I'm happy to start again because mm. you kind of have to in film, you kind of, don't get too mm. attached to something till the director is just like, this is great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now you're on the path. Now you're on a path. You know, yeah. this is great. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, well, I think I think we're really close to the end. Yeah, we've done a good hour. Yeah. Um, so uh, that went by really quickly. It does, doesn't it? Yeah. We could probably rattle on for another hour. Probably could. Oh. We probably, we probably could. We probably could. But let's do the uh, final plug. So, uh, if we if I want to uh, do a composition with you, how do I contact you? Well, as I was saying before, I'm pretty Googleable, but if you want, Googleable, I'm pretty. Is that, is that right? Can we go- be Googleable? Googleable. Well, that's just my word. I think I've done that all right out of because I think I've smashed three beers during this interview. <laughs> it's been a long afternoon, folks. <laughs> <laughs> it's been a hot day too. Fair enough. Yeah, yeah. Whatever gets you through, right? You yeah, know, yeah. Three beers and an espresso. Yeah. Oh, maybe later when I'm editing. Yeah. Yeah, maybe. Gosh, I, can't, I, I don't know how you do it, but um, yeah. So I have a website, AnishaThomas.com. Yep. Yeah. Um, 
and the old company. Yes, and Sound House. So Sound hyphen hyphen how h-o-w sound hyphen h-o-w yes dot com dot com so i'm pretty much everywhere yeah i'm pretty easy to get in contact with so and get your films composed guys i know you're out there making films and if you need it done it's so important it's such an important part of the storytelling and Mm. it can really transform your film and you know and it's a lot of fun too you know You'll have a lot of fun working with me. You know, I, I make it. You are pretty great. You are pretty oh, great. Thank you. <laughs> and if you need Foley done in your film, don't forget to contact Still Searching Productions. Yeah. If you need an edit done, don't forget to contact Still Searching Productions. You can find me at stillsearchingproductions.com or you can email me at stillsearchingproductions at gmail.com. Check us out on Facebook. Don't forget to give us a subscription for the Pagey Train. Uh, we are moving very uh, uh, at a great rate of knots towards um, uh, getting further towards that monetization. Um, uh, of the show, so we can actually just become self-sufficient. I'm not looking yeah. for it. Not looking for the world, man. I just want to pay the bills, man. Um, but thank you so much for joining the show. Oh, thank you for having it's me. It's been an absolute pleasure. Um, I can't wait to work in the future. We'll talk off air about that, which would be fantastic. But you have been watching the Pager Train, and we'll see you next time. Yeah. Don't forget to subscribe. 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 I don't think I got too drunk during that show. Gosh, <laughs> sorry guys. No, that's all good. Is this really? Are you hot? I am. I am. Freaking boiling. It is hot.